0: Namaste, yogis. Welcome to the Happy Jack Yoga podcast. I'm Happy Jack, live from the Harvard Innovation Lab in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. And I'm here with...
1: Happy Hanna, and I am in Tönsberg, Norway.
0: Very cool. A place that you used to live. A place obviously very dear to your heart. We might hear more about that, now. but you spent some formative years of your life there. And uh, we're so happy. We got beautiful souls all around the world. Nine, ten yogis, because we got two with Alice and Scott. Ten yogis around the world live, plus everybody listening on the podcast platforms. Thank you for being here. Uh, those who make a contribution to Patreon, thank you. Our, we offer our namahas, our respects, and appreciation. And a quick shout-out, Sue. Sue live here with us. Birthday. Had a birthday this past week, and so did uh, Kristen on our team. So we're sending birthday love. Uh, over to you and the beautiful fundraiser that you did with, for the Parkinson's, which I know is very dear to your heart, but we're very excited for the conversation. I got to say, I was saying to Hannah yesterday and and she wanted to hear more about it, but I'm just, I'm loving Ashram living. It's just, it's so conducive to, to my nature. Uh, I, I thrive in this environment and I know everybody's different. It's like finding what works but certainly my room, my room works. It's, I mean, what, what more do you need? It's warm, it's quiet, it's clean. It's like everything is very simple. And uh, so that definitely feels really good, but also I I find myself way more productive. You know, I mean, talk about productivity, our friend Saga here from Finland, she's simultaneously doing exercise on a bike while consuming a podcast and engaging here. That's, that's awesome. Um, Productivity, I find here at the ashram, I'm way more productive because I, I thought that having my own space, and obviously most of you have your own space, but having my own space, you know, with, you know, a bed, if I needed to take a nap, a fridge, if I needed to get some food, you know, basically everything right at my fingertips, there was also a lot of distractions. And so now, now basically all I do at home at the ashram is eat, sleep, and, and read in my bed. And other and than that, I'm your spiritual so practice. Of course, of course, all my spiritual practices. <laughs> like yeah. how many hours a day? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the main thing, actually. That's why I went there. That's a good, good distinction. But other than that, like I come here to the, the Harvard Innovation Lab because there's all these conference rooms where I can use and just reserve and do these Zoom calls. And then in the afternoons, I go to the Boston Public Library. And when you're in a space, when you're just in a room... Like an office space, and there's nothing else to do except work or study. That's what I do. I, I work or study, and I get I get so much more done in a short period of time. So, in in that sense, um, it it has been you know way more productive. What What is your experience, Han? I mean, you you work from home. Um, how how does that how does that typically work for you? Certainly, easy
1: to get distracted and. Though I know when I work the best is when I do it really early in the morning and it's like a routine and I make it cozy and, and there's like a, when the rest of the world is sleeping, that's when I work the best from home.
0: Yeah. And I remember when I, when I worked for John Deere, I worked for John Deere for 10 years before going full-time yoga. And in the last five years I was at John Deere, I worked from home. It was a really cool gig. And I remember my boss telling me right from the start, he said, do everything you can to somehow separate your work life and your home life, even though it's under the same roof, you know, like having a separate office. Truthfully, I wasn't very good at it. It was just, it was all mixed together. Uh, and, and even, you know, when we live together, right, in Canada, it's, it's easy to slip into my office and just do work at, at any time of day. Um but yeah, it's it's. I think it's important for all of us to to find an environment where it it feels good, it nourishes us. Like you just said, Hanna, you know, early mornings when everybody's sleeping, kind of finding what works. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, it feels really good. And there's opportunity to practice flexibility, and I don't mean yoga flexibility, but you know, sometimes you know, sharing facilities with different yogis. Like sometimes I'll go to take a shower. Yeah. And there's somebody in the shower. And, you know, so I gotta, I gotta wait or, you know, go, go do some laundry or do something else like that. Um, And it doesn't happen too often, but you know, there's just little things like that, that, that come with community living. But I gotta say the best part, I don't want to say the best part, but one of my favorite parts is the food. The food is so good. So it's called Prasadam, which means it's, it's made, it's made with love. It's offered with love. Like it's, it's, it's made with such care and such love and, and with the intention of nourishing you know, and offering it to the divine, in fact. And if I think about the food that I'm eating, it's not the food that I would normally eat. Like, you know me, Hannah. Normally I've got my scale and I'm like weighing out my spinach and weighing out my protein. I'm, I'm making sure I get everything, you know, just right here, here for breakfast. like. This morning for breakfast, I had a big, huge plate of rice and potatoes. <laughs> and you probably hear that you're like, "What? That doesn't sound like a very healthy, nutritious." And it's not. It's not boring because the rice, it's got it's got like all these spices and oils, so it's like, and it's like yellow. Oh my goodness! It's just so good. It's like spicy, oily rice, and then the potatoes is mixed with other veggies, green veggies and stuff. So, it's, I know it's not like the ideal nutrition. You know, it's a ton of carbs, but one, it tastes amazing and it's made with love. And I make a point of, I've I've actually got a box of cucumbers over here. I should have, I should have had them nearby. I make sure I get some raw veggies as well. But there's something about food when it's made, made with love and offered with love. And I've, I've experienced that with you, Hannah, right? When we, when we get together, and we do like our Mexican party nights and you make the the black bean uh Mexican dish and the vegan nachos and the guacamole. I'm getting hungry just thinking about all that. But it's like it there's something right when it's really it's made with love versus grab it on the go. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, but it changes the experience for sure.
0: Yeah. And so I just, I feel like this, the whole experience, it's, it's life-changing. That's what I was saying to you, Hannah, yesterday. And you're like, you want to hear more about that, but it's just, it feels, it feels so good. You guys are probably like, Jack, this is a broken record. We've heard enough of it, but I feel like it feels so good going to bed early. Like I'm lights out at 7.30 PM <laughs> lights out, you know, cause I, cause I, I, I get into bed at six, 6 PM. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness. And then I read for like an hour and a half. And then 7.30, I'm like ready to fall asleep, instantly crash up at 3.30 and, and doing these practices where I'm, you know, we're doing meditation, we're doing, you know, chanting mantras, we're, we're singing, we're dancing. and And because we're doing all these things that are like foreign for me. And you know, you know me, anybody who knows me, I'm not I'm not the first one out on the dance floor. Like, uh, that's just not my normal thing. But it's just it feels so good. And then I can laugh at myself. And and sometimes I'm just I'm like laughing. Because I'm like, what am I doing? It's 330 in the morning, the whole city is sleeping. And here we are, like singing and dancing and laughing and meditating and praying and loving and smiling. And, and it's just, and just that time, though, in the morning, it it impacts the rest of the day, right? So then when I get an email that, you know, a stressful email, or, or I show up to Sanskrit class yesterday, and the, the very first thing on the agenda is, we got to change the dates and the times of all of our classes. And it's like, that creates some stress, you know, for my schedule, you know, because these things are going to happen. But there's something about like setting the foundation of the day with these rituals that I don't know, fill us up and, and, and they're different for everybody. So I'm not saying everybody needs to wake up at three 30 in the morning and sing and dance and pray and laugh. And, but let's, let's find our thing. Let's, whether it's yoga, whether it's go for a run, whether, whether it's riding a bicycle at the, uh, at the chair where you are right now, whatever it is, like find the thing that, that feels good.
1: Yeah. At least try things. Yeah. Right. We don't have to commit to ashram life, but we can try different things that can be, you know, a discovery.
0: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Try and and try something. If that doesn't feel right, try something else. You know, and the, the other thing that I, I'm so pleased with, and I, I'm still I'm still a dented can with a long way to go. Um, but I, I'm so much quicker to catch myself when I criticize. You know, like it, it happens. Um, so it, I, I just shared my routine, right? I'm I'm kind of uh, older. I'm in, you know, mid-40s. And so a lot of the students here, a lot of the yogis are in their mid-20s. And so they'll naturally stay up later. And, and I was catching myself, you know, kind of criticizing them just a little bit in my mind, because they would either sleep in for the morning program, not even come there. And I'm thinking, why, why come live in an ashram if you're not going to participate in all of these morning programs? Or they or they would come and they're like falling asleep. You know, like, like I'm literally, which does make me laugh because I sit there while we're meditating and I'm just watching some of them sit there literally uh, completely passed out sleeping while they're meditating. And but instead of you know getting caught up in the story and criticizing, I could hear, I can hear the teachings of of Radishan Prabhu, the, the teacher that we spent time with last week. And he reminded us like we got to be careful. Not to be self righteous, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. That got me right to the heart, right? Thinking that we're somehow right or we're somehow better, because I know I've got all kinds of areas that I'm, you know, lacking and I'm, in, you know, not doing so well. Um, so just, just because I have my sleep schedule and my morning practice on point, got to be really careful not to be self righteous, and so that that was like a. Just such a great reminder, but rather again have the compassion, and it's like, hey, how can, you know, these young kids who are staying up so late? How maybe I can have a conversation and let them know the importance of sleep and the importance of like the impact it'll have on your health, and wanting to help versus uh, kind of sit on my high horse and uh, and feel like I'm better than not not that I like do that to some strong degree, but it's it's there, and that's a quality that I don't want, and. Uh, and so coming back to this practice, I feel like that's what this wakes us up for. Um, it would kind of wakes us up to, you know, just being a better person. Come, I just keep, keep hearing Scott, our friend Scott, who's on with us live, right? It's like that's that's an opportunity we have as yogis to be better.
1: Yeah, and I think it's music to my ears when you have that kind of self-insight, Jack, yeah. and that this teacher's words landed so deeply in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes it's difficult to see for ourselves where we are, you know, in patterns that are not helpful to the people we are with. And, and you know, we, we just don't know the story of those kids. Like maybe they're in a really difficult program and they study till late or they talk to their family or, you know, we just never know what people are
0: busy doing. Well, yeah. that, that's exactly it, and that's that's what the the monks.
1: Now we lost there. you.
0: Oh, again, my my back again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what the monk said. Was um, kind of having that compassion because they are they they are, everybody there has a certain responsibilities, and and I. I'm so grateful that you know my primary responsibilities are are studying and then also, I get being with all of you because they recognize I get to share bhakti yoga with all of you. So that's part of my Seva. But a lot of the the young the youngsters uh, who stay there, you know, they have they have a lot more daily kind of chores and stuff to do. So just understanding they might have had to stay up late to do some Seva as well as their school studies because they're master's students. So kind of just having that understanding. Um, So it's a great point. Yeah. And I feel, um, but I feel like the coolest thing is what I recognize. It's so, I mean, it's so cliche, but we know it. It's so important to step out of our comfort zone. You know, like we, we've said it many times, during the pandemic, it was so nice, right. To just like, you know, uh, what's the word, hibernate, you know, yeah, and cocoon. just like, cocoon, right? Mm-hmm. And like, not go anywhere. And just like, it, it felt so good. And, and probably we and many, much of the world needed that pause and that slowdown. But now I recognize now I'm in this totally new environment where I'm like, at any given time, like there's, there, there's a par- there's a party every single day at the ashram. Like there's a a, a celebration, I should say. And and again, like a holy day can, of some kind, some kind of a holy celebration. And and again, thankfully, I you know in my room up on the third floor, with my earplugs and everything, I don't hear anything. But there is there's always a celebration, which I also
1: means the other people at the ashram do not go to bed at six to read, and then at seven thirty, exactly. <laughs> to bed.
0: Yeah, I mean, last night as as I was getting ready to go to bed, like a dear friend, Shrivas Chandra you know, someone who I really look up to and respect, like he was, he was getting ready to give a lecture. So he was going to be lecturing until 8pm. And, and so, you know, maybe in the first days, I had a little bit of uh, criticism towards him. um, Because because he's rarely at the morning program. However, he's, he's leading these evening lectures and a part of the evening programs, and he also, you know, is a full time career. He works for actually Meta, like Facebook, Instagram, and so he with who he's working with people in California. So he ends up staying up till midnight, kind of doing his lectures at the at the yoga ashram as well as his work. So that's right. Just understanding what different people's responsibilities are. Um, but yeah, there's something about like this new environment, which is like way more dynamic and way more happening. There's always a celebration. There's always a feast there's always like there, there's kids running around like 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 really young kids running around um I just I have way more inspiration like just way more way more to think about, way more to reflect about, way more to talk about and that didn't come from hibernating uh, you know when we were or or in the last place I lived you know here at school, my little private apartment there was a lot less inspiration, probably less distraction but far less inspiration. So it's just a kind of a good reminder to step out of our comfort zone.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how you are going to balance all the things as you start now, classes are starting and yeah. and all of that, how, how that's gonna evolve.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I I will, I'll make it work. I'm just trying to look here. Danica had a few comments. Yeah, be careful not to be self-righteous. Always be kind. Everyone is traveling a different path. That's right. And then you had a question at the ashram. Are there self-imposed boundaries of reading and then in bed lights out at 730? Yeah, that's self-imposed. Certainly not a requirement. Same, I mean, I buzzed my hair. I got to say, you know, No, no, no. And again, no criticism. I don't, I don't think I've received any compliments yet, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. No, I'm just teasing. I think George, George said the other day, he's like, I'm getting used to it. I, the, the maintenance of it, I just, it, for me, I, it's so much easier. I like it. I actually like it, but it's, but I'm not getting like overwhelming uh, compliments on the look, but I, <laughs> but I'm okay with that.
1: You look amazing.
0: Um, Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, I know everyone was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's just that, you know, this idea of of yoga and yoga being, you know, stretching ourselves and stepping out of our comfort zone. And I don't know if I'm articulating it right, but there's just, it feels really good. It feels really good to to be in this dynamic changing environment Um and and be around people. I know that's something you aspire for. You said last week on the episode, Hannah right. That's something you want. You want a d- dynamic uh, life r- with of relationships, friends, family, etc. And, and I get that. And and I also recognize that there's sometimes that I have to put up boundaries or, you know, say no, or because there's some some people are some people here in the ashram, they're full time monks. So they're just like 24 seven is to just like be there and practice and and serve and be available. So they'll, they'll be happy to sit down and get into a conversation for a long time. And so I've got to be kind and, uh, and politely, you know, excuse myself, but that's something you were saying last week, right? Hannah, that you, something you're, you're craving as well.
1: Yeah. And for sure, there needs to be a balance between long alone time and, community time and shared time. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the, the, the last, the last observation from the ashram before we move things along, I I noticed I have to be mindful, you know, telling everybody that I'm a yoga teacher because all of a sudden, you know, when you're in a yoga community and, and most of them are not yoga teachers, but they're yogis. And now all of a sudden when you're the yoga teacher, you get a lot of invitations right so like every you know MIT and Northeastern and Boston College and Boston University and Penn State all, all these people that i'm meeting they're like yeah hey will you come come to our school and, and teach a yoga class and it's a very nice gesture it's a, it's a it's a compliment but we have to you know for all of us we have to remember to be mindful of our time and um you know just be be aware of what what we can commit to and and what's not possible
1: yeah cuz you have a pretty f- full schedule between studies and and homework and running a business and your spiritual practice that takes many hours a day so
0: yeah it's full-time it's it's a full-time boot camp and you know you know that i love a boot camp hannah <laughs> you sure do <laughs> yeah it's, it's finding it's i see Did i see yada almost shaking her head or maybe i miss yeah right <laughs> It's like find, but finding the, finding the environment that works for us, and so I I guess I wish that's my wish for all of us is that we find that, that environment that nourishes us that that feels good it feels right but at the same time it stretches us a little bit and and yeah, causes us to stimulates grow stimulates stimulates us provides inspiration like I feel I I just make everything I've said so I just said like eight points. These are things that I'm like walking, you know, to the library and I just, I think about one of these things. I'm like, oh, I'm, this is something I'm excited about and I want to share it on the podcast. And I feel like there's so many more inspiring, exciting things that I'm experiencing that I want to share that that wasn't happening when I stayed in my little cocoon. So it's a great little reminder.
1: Yeah. And makes me think about like how my bracebridge life is quite the opposite of what you're describing and that's what I, I miss is being in a more dynamic setup, being more stimulated, right? Than what I am in my daily life when I live there.
0: Yeah. I've told you, you're welcome to come visit Boston. And, you, and you, you got, there's a women's ashram, fourth floor. In fact, anybody, I'm putting this out there to every single one of you right now. I'm talking to Sue, I'm talking to Amy, Danica, Yada, uh, Saga, Alice, I mean, all the guys as well. If anybody wants to come visit, if you pass through the Boston area, uh, we'll arrange for it. No problem for you to spend the night, stay up in the women's ashram. If you're a guy, stay in the men's ashram. Come have a meal. Um, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Because because I know no, that- I
1: have you know, been. You have and been.
0: Yes. And and it's different to visit
1: business. than uh, than live there, but I'm so happy to hear that it's working
0: for you yeah yeah it is it's like um
1: cuz that was not something you were anticipating
0: that's right i i it's j- j- truly i had i had some anxiety over the christmas holidays because i i really knew that i wanted the spiritual practices and and that is that is totally meeting the expectations it's very nourishing mm-hmm. But what I I thought that I was going to have to like navigate around the challenges of community living, which meant distractions and meant, you know, just whatever, I don't know, you know, maybe being loud, not being able to sleep, but everything is super smooth. And, and that being said, it's, it's what, what is it, you know, just, just when you think everything's going perfect, that's when, you know, the the universe delivers a a test or a teaching, Uh, but I'm ready for that. I'm it feels good.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Now just receive all the blessings. Yeah. Right. And enjoy them. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so the, the the one other thing that I want to mention before we get to, we got, Oh, I actually got a few things last week on Krishna and Christ. What a success. Oh my goodness. You know, I see many of the yogis here, here live with us. Uh, Amy's nodding her head. Uh, so he's a theologian, second generation. Um, but it was just so cool to engage in these conversations. You know, and and I was there very much a student like everyone else, because we had three incredible guests, you know, a monk from India, uh, Professor Clooney from Harvard, and then our dear friend, Edwin Bryant, uh, who who is who knows the, the monk life. Professor at Rutgers. Professor at Rutgers, who knows the monk life and the scholar life. And it was just, it was so refreshing. I got to go back and listen. In fact, all of us, you too, I know, got to go back and listen to the responses. But there were just some things, like to hear Professor Clooney, who's who's such a, a committed Christian, Catholic, you know, just so devoted his whole life to this tradition, and and to, to hear him say to the students, because, you know, some of the students brought up, you know, like, hey, I... You know, I'm a Christian. I was told I shouldn't be practicing yoga, and and to hear Professor Clooney, Father Clooney, Doctor Clooney, say, "Well, where in the Bible does it say you can't practice yoga?" There's no, there's not. I mean, he knows it better than me and probably most of us. And for him to say, "There's nothing, there's nothing there that says you can't practice." And by the way, what do you mean by yoga? Do you mean stretching? You mean you're not allowed to stretch? Do you mean you're not allowed to breathe? You mean you're not allowed to close your eyes and reflect? Um, you know what do you mean by it? And 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 so to hear someone like that take that position, and then also saying, you know, I, I can almost remember word for word. He said, regardless how you know staunch and firm you are in your particular tradition, you know, there's so much value in exploring other traditions and and understanding them and respecting them and receiving wisdom from them. And I just, that's, that's not my experience of every, every person I meet in the world. And so to have somebody that's, you know, such a high level f- faith leader, um, and, and scholar, you know, to ha- to take that position, I think is just so healthy and, uh, yeah, that's going to help, you know, break down the barriers and, and then the other, well, maybe I'll just pause on that. Any thoughts on that?
1: Well, uh... No, I don't really have any other thoughts than admiration for that. That is really well said and very, like, I guess as yogis, we carry that around a little bit, like in, because we, most of us in the West were not brought up in the Indian faith tradition and, and we don't always know how to marry these two, even if we were not raised uh, in any religious system, our The whole Western world is pretty Judeo-Christian, kind of like in, you know, between the lines, and so, even in from that perspective, I think it's helpful to, you know, remember that the wisdom of yoga is really is universal. Like we've said other times about like how yoga is a technology, and you know everyone's welcome to use technology
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's so that's so good i i gotta say (laughs) i was gonna call myself out just when i was saying that the universe is going to deliver a test so i've got my green juice here and you see the lid is not on it and so just a moment ago i like i went to give it a shake and so all down my pants and my white you probably can't see it but Anyways, anyways, I got green juice all over my white shirt and my pants. Nice. And and sometimes we do those kind of things right in the middle of a podcast, shows my level of presence. Um but yeah, I love I love that. I love the and and also the other the other guest that really stood out, uh well, all three of them did, but the other point that I'm thinking of was Professor Bryant. And and so one of our students, um, who is who's is an atheist and had and just really um, but yet so respectful and open to all of these conversations, but it was so cool to see, you know, our, this, this particular student with professor Bryant kind of engaging in this really respectful dialogue of, of, you know, whether, you know, whether or not there is, you know, a higher power or divinity and, and just to hear the, the step-by-step, um, logic of it, of the different perspectives and, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's just so cool to be in these kind of conversations and it's like we're not there's no there's no goal of joining a tradition or being a part of this or being a part of that or or being right
1: or wrong. It's just yeah sounds so like enriching and so stimulating.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's what so that's what this past week has been. So I feel like I feel like filled up. And uh, ready to begin the semester. Got an amazing course. Start, right after the podcast, I've got a course called Ritual and the Life Cycle, which is going to turn into a course for Happy Jack Yoga, uh, which I'm super excited for. Then after that, I've got the Yoga Sutras with Professor Clooney. Um, and it's just like every I, yeah, everything is aligned. You know, it's just like the, the studies, the practice, the work, the living, you know, and in in true Happy Jack fashion, I kind of go all in <laughs> yeah. when I find even something. the hair is aligned. Even the hair is right <laughs> external. Now I'm like external. It's like an external expression of uh, the internal work that I'm doing.
1: You're gonna you know? wear Indian clothes now.
0: Yeah, well, I do every morning. So when we when we do our morning practice, we need a selfie. Yeah, yeah, I could totally do it every single morning. Uh, it's it's I mean it's, jokingly you'd say like oh I wear bed sheets. It's basically like wrapping a, a big white bed sheet around my body. And um, you know, but it's it's very thick, it's light, it's uh, you know, I do my asana in it. Good for no dancing.
1: Problem.
0: It's good for dancing. But at one time it like fell down and the 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 temple president, he's like, Hey, you know, pull your pants Raffy up. Jack, I mean,
1: let's wrap yeah. your <laughs> into this.
0: I didn't even notice, right? I'm not I'm not used to that. So he had to help me out
1: <laughs> um
0: but yeah it's like every everything is aligned and it it won't this won't be like you know the the environment and the path forever necessarily but why not go all in for the moment
1: hmm. yeah it sounds like it's very stimulating yeah makes you happy so then
0: the the, the other thing that's exciting is just this week kind of 200 hour hero's journey has kicked off. That's like super cool, and you know we got lots of grads here from the two hundred hour heroes journey, and the the next round has just begun. And to to see the the yogis, you know their their excitement, their their nervousness, their anticipation, and and for us and all the grads, you know we we just know what's coming. We know what's possible. So it's just like, regardless of how you may feel at the beginning. You know, just knowing that how how good this experience is and how nourishing it is and um, t- t- just can't wait to see them grow. Yeah,
1: and how transformative. Like there's yeah. very few people who go through that program without some type of transformation. And that obviously is often correlated to how much you are willing to participate, how honestly and eagerly you are willing to apply the the principles and the teachings but it's always such an honor to see that happen over and over like i never get tired of leading that program
0: yeah that's it like it's and And i'm someone who
1: loves variety like i'm not traditionally you know
0: like that but it's different because like every every group is different because it's a different group of people right Mm -hmm. it's different different dynamic people from different parts of the world coming for different reasons there's always a commonality for sure but there's also a diversity um you know based on just just the different personalities that come
1: yeah yeah and also there's tends to be like groups that like work more on this or that like oftentimes just the universe brings people together who needed to meet and then there's certain topics that they work through and yeah it's really exciting
0: Beautiful. I love it. Well, the last, um, the last thing I'm just going to put out there. I I don't think we have like experts on this, uh, right now. Brandon's not here right now, but it, we, we've we all been hearing about this AI thing, right? In fact, even happy Jackie yoga university is going to have a course next month with Brandon on, you know, social media, chat, GPT, AI. Truthfully, I like no I don't even know what that is i i don't even i just i've i've purposely been an ostrich and stuck my head in the sand Uh, but yesterday i got on a call with our friend leland the, uh, the husband of sarah beth yoga you know we hop we hop on a call once in a while and he wanted to tell me about some of the things they're doing with ai and and i told him that i'm like dude i've i've intentionally uh Cl- closed my ears and and had no interest in any of this stuff, which is perhaps foolish, but that's what I've done. Um, but and he was telling me about this this program called Opus Pro. It, it's I guess it's an AI tool, and and he said that because he he suggests he's like I get it, Jack. You know you're not all into this, but he said look into this Opus Pro because it's you can do it for free, and there's a free version and a paid version. But listen to this, Hanna. So he says that with this. AI tool, this Opus Pro, we can take like our, this podcast, for example, like this 60 minute recording of a video and you somehow input it into this app and it will spit out a whole bunch of like shorts, like short videos for, you know, social media, Instagram and stuff. And I was like, okay, well that sounds cool, but like how and we've always wanted to do something like that because we have thousands of hours of video from all of the 200 hour calls and all of the satsang calls and business of yoga and live yoga and 25 hour courses and podcasts like for years so much content but i said like how you know i know it's supposed to be smart but like how good are these videos that it creates really and like uh, cuz i said they they have a video editor a guy named jason who is like amazing, right? He can he can look at Sarah Beth yoga content, and he'll pull out like the the perfect piece. He's like Lowry. He's like Lowry. Lowry. Lowry, exactly the American Lowry, you know, a master. And uh, and I said like you know how do, how does it compare to you know somebody like that, a full time team member, and he's like, the the AI is better. And um, can you, yeah, can you that he's saying that like he's saying it somehow. It's, and I, I'm not advocating this, but he he's saying that somehow it can pick up the the change in the the conversation. Like it knows like when a topic is starting or when there's something high vibe or I don't know what it does. But anyways, if he's saying that this thing it's free, and it and and for us, you know, at Happy Jack Yoga, we have basically like a very limited social media presence these days could be something to try, you know, so mm-hmm. obviously I'm, I'm only sharing this with Hannah right now for the first time. So we got to talk about it, but I thought, throw it out there in case other people want to check it out, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you may have an aversion to all this stuff like I have, um, but I, yeah. it, I just heard of it, might as well put it out there.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. I'm sure that it it's going to take someone to supervise and then, you know, all of that, but exciting. Yeah one nobody's yeah. gonna go through all of the content. Like you said, we have so much incredible content. Yeah. Um, and it would take, I don't know, years to go through it <laughs> to chop out some some content that would could be useful in another exactly. context.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's uh stay tuned. We'll give that a test. We'll see if it works. Um, we let's, let's be skeptical. Remember, remember, Hannah, though, we were, we were skeptical, skeptical about online yoga teacher training at first. Yeah. And now, and now we're like sold. We're like bought in, uh, being that it's, it's more effective in many ways than in person. So let's, let's check it out. Let's see. And and yeah. anyways, mention that in case anybody else is looking for tools or if anybody's tried it, let us know. I love it. But that being said, Hanna, I think we, we should, uh. We should get to our myth so that we can still save time for the hot seat because I'm going Mm. on the hot seat today. What's, what's our myth?
1: Our myth is that yoga is about perfect alignment.
0: Mm. Yoga is about perfect alignment. Mm
1: -hmm. Well,
0: I would say yoga is, yoga is about a lot of things. And I would say it's not, I don't, wouldn't say it's fair to say it's all about perfect alignment. A few perspectives, like in one sense, alignment is really important. Right. If we're going to do yoga asana, if we're going to do poses, you know, it is, you know, obviously we want to have safe alignment. You know, we want to, um, you know, to we in in our program, we we talk about what's called rock star alignment. And we have these different cues to really bring integrity to your pose. But to use the word like yoga uh, requires perfect alignment in another sense, it's going to be different for everybody every, every type of body, every age, every demographic, and it's, so it's going to, it can look very different. Um, so it's kind of a perfect
1: is individual. There's not like one perfect.
0: That's right. That's right. If if,
1: we're looking for perfect, but I'm thinking like yoga and perfect don't need to be in the same sentence.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's what exactly was something about the word perfect in yoga. It's practice right? It's not a perfect, it's a practice. Um, and that being said, like, I know for myself right now, I feel like I have a little bit of a, a groin injury. I, I wouldn't call it an injury. It's like, I've, I've overstretched it, you know, cause I, cause I, do, I'm very active three days a week running three days a week, lifting weights, seven days a week yoga. But when I'm doing my stretching, I probably push. I just stretching a bit too deep. Like when I'm doing like the inner, like the for the record, I'm not an anatomy expert, so I can't even think of the muscle name right now. But when I'm I'm stretching like my inner, uh, uh my inner leg, in the groin, and so, so that being said, you know there, there could have been an opportunity to be mindful with my alignment and to not you not let my ego push to go further than was necessary. So alignment is definitely a healthy thing, but. Sounds like we both agree we should remove the word perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that's like the the only thought I have on it on this sentence is that perfect isn't like who's is it? Tony says that perfection is the lowest standard for is that Tony's sentence? Yeah. Perfection is the it?
0: lowest standard. standard yeah. Because yeah. it's not attainable. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not practical. It's not really yeah
1: yeah and then alignment of course I'm thinking also like not just like physical anatomy alignment but then it's also about aligning with energy and aligning with your sense of higher purpose and your purpose in this life like Mm -hmm. looking for that type of alignment yoga can lead to that as well
0: yeah when it when it connects you to your dharma your purpose and your passion and so that's the other thing is that like yoga is so much more than just alignment alignment is important but yoga is so much more than just that
1: exactly
0: nice one Mm -hmm. well why don't you why don't we uh, in these last 15 minutes throw me throw me on the hot seat what do you got catch me off guard put me out of my, even further out of my comfort zone, get me to stumble, get me to spill more green juice all over (laughs) my white shirt. What do you got for me?
1: Okay. So this question uh, is the first one. And in the light of what you've already shared, like you've talked a lot about what ashram life is like for you right now and getting started with everything. But if you like, now that you've shared all that, now you're not allowed to share that anymore. When I ask you, what are you mm-hmm. present to right now
0: what i what i'm present to right now is how busy the mind is how busy my mind is cuz when i'm when i'm doing some of these morning practices these rituals the the singing the dancing the praying and then i catch myself start thinking about something some responsibility i have some task some to do list and i'm talking like I'm talking like not important stuff like oh it's the podcast today i gotta i gotta remember to shave oh it's uh i I gotta remember to do my laundry like all these just kind of little things what i'm present to is that my mind is is still so busy and so even though i'm doing these practices and and i actually i got to ask the monk that, that was visiting from india on the last day before he left I said to him because we were we were doing all these morning practices and we're like praying and singing and glorifying and chanting and meditating and and I was just thinking in Pune India of like 6000 people he has hundreds of leaders that he are that that report to him he's in fact he's got like eight directors of his so the point being he has a lot of responsibility. And, and so I, I said to him, I said, you know, with all the responsibility you have there, there's gotta be challenges. There's gotta be like fires. There's gotta be problems to solve. And I was curious while we're doing these morning practices, you know, do you, do you catch yourself thinking about like, cause what if he's got some big problem over in India and he's here in Boston, you know, like, I would be at times thinking about that problem back home that I need to solve. And he kind of laughed and he's like, no, not for years. It hasn't happened that. Um, and, and the, and he said, the reason is because he really understands the, well, he understands the meaning of the mantras that we're chanting. He really understands the purpose and the nature of the practice. And so because it's so, because he, he, he understands it and he believes in it and he loves it. You know, it's, it's just so easy for him to be present in those practices. And, you know, for the last, cause has been doing it 35 years or something. And, and I was just aware for myself, cause I, I don't understand all the Sanskrit words and I'm new to the practice. And so I kind of, I, it's like this dance of going in and out. Sometimes I'm, um, you know, smiling and have fun. And then, and then sometimes I, I think of something and I'll grab my phone and I'll make a note in my phone so I don't forget. So that's what I guess that's what I'm present to is that, you know, and I guess, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at. And it's probably kind of typical, but I think that the more we do these practices, the more that the more I can, you know, we can aspire, at least I, I would aspire to be more like this guy where, when he's doing his sacred spiritual practice, he's 100% present for that. But then when he hops on his laptop to, to do bu- not business, but do, uh, you know, to lead his team, I'm sure he's there and very, you know, present mm. for that.
1: Yeah, what I hear in that is like transcendence. How much are you able to transcend into the practice and be with you know, within inside in that present moment? in your practices right when you do your yoga and whatever other things you do at the ashram right your spiritual practice
0: yeah but right? i think also it's a it's a different people have different natures because i would yeah. you know some i acknowledge you for hanna you I, I feel like you're you're much more advanced than me in this realm if we go do if we go to india if we go to some spiritual practice we go to whatever, a church like you are in Rome, I feel like it's pretty easy for you to put aside all of your day-to-day responsibilities and stresses. And you've got lots of responsibility too. I feel like you're good at putting that aside and just like being blissful in the moment. Um, Sure.
1: And I I feel like I can visit those moments years later, like whatever transcendent moment i had in india or in the church in rome i can reproduce that experience and that vibe and that connection and that transcendence years later and it still serves Mm -hmm. and helps me and i think like you say we are different because of our karmas and whatever personalities and so we all have our own ways to to connect and you know, and be with, you know, be 100% in the present moment, which could be one way of saying transcendence. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. And I am so happy to hear that you have moments, though, in your practice where you are 100% in it. Because another thing is this person you're referring to, like you said, he's been practicing it for a long time, whereas maybe mm-hmm. for you, this aspect of the practice can be a little bit newer, that you're now practicing kind of intensely,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and so. and, in, and in, so now just even hearing that response from him and thinking about that, and it, it's just, it helps. It's now, it's like, hey, I want to be present for this practice. Um, I want to. I want to understand this. I want this. I want this to be meaningful. I don't want it to just be another check the box.
1: Exactly.
0: Because there's there there is a lot of check the box stuff, right? I, I take my supplements every day. Every day I take vitamin B because I'm vegan. I take vitamin C to boost my immunity. I take a vitamin D because I live in a cold climate. So you know, not get as much sun. I take a probiotic, you know, I don't need to go through it all, but I, there's certain things I do every day. I take, I have a green juice, I da, da, da with the sleep. And, um, and sometimes it can be just like a check the box. Cause it, cause a decision made was made at one point of like, this is a healthy thing to do. So I'm going to do this, but then sometimes, you know, I'm probably not so present going through those activities. Cause I'm just like, you know, just doing the thing. And I don't want my spiritual practice to become like that you know, just get myself into the yoga shallow room at, you know, four in the morning to, because that's what I'm supposed to do, but to really go down there with an intention of connecting to my best self and connecting to higher being and mm-hmm. these kind of beautiful things.
1: Yeah. I love that. Cool. Okay. Next, um, you know, now you're, in deep conversation with a lot of wise people and a lot of um, people from different faith traditions at Harvard divinity school, the understanding is that you are all on a spiritual path, right. And, and going really deep. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, that's like where you live right now, but you, the answer to this next question could be from anywhere. So it doesn't have to be from Harvard or the people you've met recently it could be someone from a long time ago, but what's the best piece of advice that changed your view on life that you ever received?
0: The best piece of advice that changed my view on life. <clears throat> it's a great question. I mean, the, the first, I, I don't know that this is the best per se, but like the first thing that came to mind was, is thinking about Tony Robbins and, Um, and just, you know, him talking about living in a beautiful state, kind of regardless of our circumstances, regardless of the the challenges that, you know, any one of us is facing at any given time, but just really making a conscious decision to live in a beautiful state. And because I, because I've experienced that I've experienced sometimes like, you know, how good it feels to be in that beautiful state. And I've also caught myself when, like frankly, life is pretty darn good, right? Everything is going good. I'm healthy. Like I got cool stuff happening in life, and I could catch myself in a in a suffering state, or get you know, or a a judgmental or a critic, crit, criticizing, or some silly thing like that, or or uh, you know, annoyed or frustrated by some little thing happening. And uh, yeah, I guess just yeah, I mean that was the first thing that came to mind. It was just. Kind of just making that conscious decision to to be happy, to enjoy, to to have fun. Um, that's what came to mind. If you, if I don't know if that's enough, if you want mm-hmm. to ask the question again, but that's what came to mind. Yeah,
1: that's that's interesting, and it's also a very yogic teaching, right? Of prasanna, of being content and happy for no reason. Like we don't. Know, that's something that we. I think for me, when I first heard that, you can be happy for no reason. I laughed out loud, like with a big belly laugh, because I thought that's not what how I grew up. (laughs) You have to like work hard and earn and whatever. Like you can't just walk around and be happy. Like that's, you know, I thought that was really funny when I first heard that. But Mm -hmm. it's a it's a yogic principle,
0: right? Okay, so then or our teacher in India. Uh, up in top of on, uh, who would say that, uh, bliss is your birthright. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's who we are. We, and, and you, yeah, remember, I know you laughed at that as well. You're like, what? That's not, mm. not the and experience.
1: The spiritual name I received from on An- Amma is, um, um, Ananda. Div- Ananda Sri. So that like divine bliss basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
1: But that's kind of funny. Anyways, um, next, since we're on the advice here. So now that you're someone who you're a community leader and, and you share a lot about your life and what you're learning. So, y- you know, people might come to you the way you go to the people that you ask questions to. And so if someone was feeling devastated over a breakup, what would be the best three pieces of advice you would give them if someone came to you and said like, I'm just so super sad?
0: Wow, that's a really good question. That's a tough one. I mean, the, fir- oh. the first thing that, well, just, just as you were pre-framing the question, I was thinking, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, we're, community leaders, but I feel like I come to these calls. It's like, it's like therapeutic for me. Sometimes I I worry, not, not too hard, but I, sometimes I worry. I'm like, are, are people getting any value? Cause I feel like I'm getting here and I'm getting, I'm getting like coached and therapized and uh, I'm coming here, you know, because it's helpful for me. And so I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm like a, the typical advice guy, but more I'm, I'm the guy that I like to just share my, I've, I think about different teachers I've had. Some teachers I have are so, and I'll come back to your question, but Mm. some teachers I have are like so intellectual and so smart. And I just like could sit there and like receive their wisdom and they just have so much good stuff to share. And I just like take notes like crazy. And I feel like I have other teachers who, because of the way they share and the way they open their heart and the way they're relatable and the way they tell stories that I really connect with them on a deeper level. And I, I just really feel that. And I guess I feel like I'm more the second one, you know, not that I'm masterful or anything, but I feel like that's more my style is just kind of sharing my life. And hopefully that's helpful to some people that. Well, resonate. you just
1: went over a breakup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so coming, yeah, so coming, so come, let's come to your question. So your question is, if somebody came to me and they were kind of devastated and because they just went through a breakup, I don't know if I'm the guy to ask these questions. I mean, you and I, well, we you have uh, to,
1: because people are going to come to you and ask this stuff, especially if you, they are doing what you're
0: doing. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's ever asked me this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Well, you and I, like we, although there were definitely like a lot of tears shed and sad and heartbreak, it was, it was a mutual amicable, you know, decision together. So that was unique. And I think, and-
1: You have struggled after. Yeah. So what would be something that helped you go through those struggles?
0: Well, here's what I know. Here's, I mean, just a few things that I know is that every- person is different and every relationship is different. So I know I would need to be careful. I think my old self, the way I used to be, like even before you and I were really serious, like before we were together, you know, I was going through this, just being this traveler, like not being in relationships. I think I really prioritized freedom and and not being in relationships. So I think my advice 10 years ago would have been along the lines of, you know, supporting the the fact of like not being in a relationship. But then, you know, we've we've had, you know, beautiful time together in relationships. So I know the value of, of being in relationship as well. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is uh, like I would be I would be careful not to put my my desires or my perspective on when I'm sharing with others because I know in the past that's what I would have done. I would have had a bit of an agenda, kind of like I'm vegan. And so, or although sleep, I don't commute. Know... With What's the that? other
1: ashram people who are not sleeping the way you are. Say that again? Like the advocating for sleep because that's what works for you. Then that's what you think about when the young people at the ashram aren't sleeping. Yeah. Is that the same yeah. or different?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I would, um, I, I guess coming back to relationships. Oh my goodness, we're out of time. We're out of time, friends. We got it. <laughs> uh, no, Can't I, I don't. For wanna... <laughs> <this>. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the bell. I I'm like stumped a bit. Like I got I got to think about that. I think it's an, mm-hmm. a really excellent question. I think I could. I think if I had another ten minutes to like ramble and talk it through, I think I'd get to some good things. But there's probably something there for me to to look at because <clears throat> even us, you know, going, you know, deciding to go apart. And have it, you know, haven't really properly grieved or like moments of, uh, moments of brief grief. Like I'm not, uh, I haven't done it so well. I think I, I think I need the, I need someone to give me the advice, not me give the advice. <laughs> somebody tell me what to do. Tell somebody tell me the three tips.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's like how the roles will be reversed. Like it is true that you're eagerly look advice and you know, guidance from others, but there's people who would love to get your guidance and your advice.
0: Well, I don't know if they want. They aspire to uh, be in a relationship like me. If you want to, if you want your relationship to end and to move into a monastery and shave your head, then I'm your relationship guy. <laughs> Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I'm just teasing. Mm. Great question, and uh, I, I'm not trying to avoid it. Um, so I want to think about it and I'll take it next time but I also want to be excuse me respectful of time sounds good nice one I think I think my voice is like I'm getting all choked up because like I don't know because that was a good question but thank you so much for the questions Hannah thank you all for being here live it's always so much fun we're gonna we're gonna hit You know, end on the recording anybody who's here live with us if you want to hang on for a minute and give us any feedback on what went well or how we can how we can step it up or how how you know maybe you'll you'll invite jack to stop uh beating or what do you call it dancing around the question and and answer the question Uh, (laughs) but our friends who are listening on the podcast platforms thanks for being here with us thanks for all your support uh this was episode 20 20 down 20 weeks right after a year mm-hmm. we'll have done 50 weeks after 2 years we'll be 100 episode 100 one step at a time we're at 20 my friends make it an amazing rest of the day namaste
1: namaste